Praise the Lord. In our language, we will say, uh, Bula. It's a greeting. The nation, when the people will come visit Fiji, they will say, they, first, the first word they will hear, Bula. So if God is speaking to you to come over to Fiji, you probably have that word, learn that word, Bula. But first of all, I'd like to... Uh, Bring greetings from my wife and uh, the church back at home. Um, I also like to uh, thank um, the families that are looking after me over in this place of Colac. I said to the Lord, uh, "This is the first time for me to go over to Colac. I don't know anyone over there, but uh, it's a link." The unit, uh, as we are united with Christ, we have families everywhere in the places where we go. And um, thank you for having me to come over. And thank you for the leadership and the pastor giving me the opportunity to use the pulpit in bringing forth his word. Just um, before I will share little bit with us this morning. We'll open up in a word of prayer. Let's just pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity thank you for the opportunity to uh, bring forth your word in this place. And thank you for speaking to the people this morning through your word. We pray that you will uh, anoint your word and help us to, in, to understand what you're trying to say to each one of us here this morning. Help your servant to interpret your word with your power and in your authority. We thank you for this opportunity and we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all go children out and say, first of all, um, just a brief uh, history of what is happening in Fiji. Fiji is a small nation, uh, consists of about uh, 800,000 people living in that nation, not even a million. Um, we have um, uh, groups of people. We have the Indians and the Fijians, Chinese. That, uh, the vision of the church is to... Uh, reach the Hindus and the Muslims for Jesus. It's quite a difficult task, but we believe that um, nothing is impossible with God. We believe that they are the lost children of God, and uh, we are responsible in bringing them into the kingdom of God. And um, we believe that before the return of Jesus, every Hindus and every Muslim will bow then down on their knees and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, we looked into the interest of the Indians. They very much um, have education as um, something that they uh, prefer. Education is one of the priority in their lives. So... Um, that is was one of the reasons why we have started preschools. 
we have eight preschools in Fiji. And uh, we have a curriculum, a Christian curriculum. And that is how we will be able to uh, uh, reach the, the Muslims. Been very hard to reach the Muslims, but uh, with the preschools, um, we teach the kids with the uh, scriptures and they recite scriptures. And the families, they call it as, um, uh, as poems. So when they're sitting around the table with their children, they're talking about Muslims, when they're sitting around the table, they will ask the kids, what poem do you learn at school today? And they will recite the scriptures such as uh, Psalm 100, Psalm 23. But we believing those are the scriptures, the seed of the word. One day, that seed will grow. It's reaching right inside their homes. And I'm telling you, families, they're, they're loving what is happening. And um, a lot of good things are happening. We have a time to pray for the kids. We also uh, teach the kids about, uh, about Jesus. And then every time in the homes when there's someone is sick, the kids will get up and say, Dad, let's go to the pastor to pray for you. And a couple of families have been saved through their kids of what they're learning in the preschools. And um, we're believing that by 2020, we will plant another five schools and we are reaching out into the islands um, in uh, building schools. Recently, we have just, uh, last year, because of Cyclone, we are able to build a school in, um, in a very remote island. And at the moment, uh, God is using that preschools in reaching out uh, to people that are in trouble, that those that are hungry for God. And we thank God for what God is doing in the nation of Fiji. As I have said, nothing is impossible with God. It is the responsibility of every Christian to reach out, finding the lost. When Jesus was here on earth, there were three main things that he, he said that he was been sent for. One is to preach. He encouraged his disciples and he said, let's go somewhere else. Let's go into the village the towns to preach the gospel because that's the purpose of why I have been sent. In 1 John 3, 8, he also said that uh, he came to destroy the works of the devil. Came to destroy the works of the devil. And also in Luke, he says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Back at home, that's what we have been doing. We have a discipleship school for six months. And last Sunday, we graduated eight students, teaching them and, um, how they'd be able to reach out, uh, evangelize, to uh, evangelize the Hindus and the Muslims, and also to uh, plant churches. We sent them out into a very remote area for practical for one month. And as a result, uh, we were able to to uh, open an outreach in the place. God is doing something and giving us a heart to reach out to those that need God. This morning, um, I like to, I like us to 
read a scripture, and that's where I will try to bring to us uh, um, looking at how God demonstrated his love. In Romans chapter 5, we'll read reading from verse 1 right down to 8. Romans chapter 5. I will be reading from verse 1, verses 1 to 8. It reads, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith in the grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our heart, into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Six, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. Verse eight, but... God demonstrate his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his love. He showed us how much loves us. Loves us so much. And um, we looked it into the life of Jesus. He died because he loves us. God loves us. Four things Jesus did to show us how much he loved us. Comes from that letter, from that word love, L-O-V-E. He did four things. Number one, he lowered himself. He lowered himself. He laid down his life for you and for me. He stooped so low. Stooped so low. No place, as the scripture says, someone came to Jesus and said, I really wanted to follow you. I want to give myself to follow you. And Jesus looked at him and he said, Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, he has no home. He has no place. Stoop so low. Even he died in the place where he was born. He was born in a manger. And I believe for all of us, when someone 
getting ready to, woman getting ready to give birth, we will always look at a place, a very a nice place in the hospital or somewhere that the child will be delivered. But here, Jesus, in appearing, coming into the earth, the Bible said the world has no place in the inn. The world has no place to accept Jesus when he came here on earth. No place. He was born in a manger, in amongst the animals. He died the death of a criminal. He was hung on the tree. Lowered himself. Jesus Christ. He came into a place where he stooped so low so that one day we will be able to recognize the great work that Jesus has done. Showing and demonstrating how much he loves us. I came from a family of six. I'm the number three in the family. And um, all the dirty works and all the hard work, they always put on me to do it. When I'm back from school, I always be the laundryman. I will wash all the clothes for the whole family. I will always do the cooking. And in the night, if they want something from the shop, Alipate always be the person to go. Pate, Alipate, where are you? I want you to go to the shop. I want you to come to go and do these things. I will always be sort of like the black sheep in the family. Mom and dad will always buy a lot of things for the families. But sometimes they will come to me, oh, we forgot to buy this. Tomorrow we will buy you something. I will always long for something for that love. But you know, when I was 11 years old, I knew in my heart that God has something for this man. I knew it. I gave my heart to the Lord in 19... In 1965, 1966, when I was 11 years old, you can work out the date which I was born. 1966, I gave my heart. That's when I was 11 years old. When I reached high school, backslidden for another 11 years, went back to the world. I thought the world had something for me. I thought the world will meet the demands of my heart. I thought the world will always be there for me in my times of discouragement, in the times that when I need something. But you know, in that 11 years, something happened. Almost died. Almost. I was lying in the hospital unconscious. When I heard a voice, son, I'm still waiting for you. When I gained conscious, I remember that voice. 
I made a commitment to the Lord. I said, Lord, when I finish from this hospital, I'm coming back to you. Three months I was in the hospital. I was mobbed. Almost died, as I said. Three months. When I came out of the hospital, that's exactly what I did. I came back to God. I stay with God. I hang on in God until today. There's no better place in putting your life in trusting God with everything that we have. But you see, Jesus has loaded come. He has humbled himself. He was prepared to face all kinds of things in his life. But that you and I might have life. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 7, we've heard that it was read today. Read this morning. He came to nothing. He humbled himself. He came to nothing. He was nothing. All his title and everything that he has, he put it aside. He came as a man. He came prepared. He was ready to face all kinds of things that you and I might have life. The first thing that he lowered himself to show how much that he loves you. Two, the word O. He was obedient unto death. Jesus obediently gave himself to die on the cross on our behalf. This is the death that we're supposed to die. For the wages of sin is death. In everything that we do. Wages of sin. But Jesus was obediently. He gave himself. He took our place. Hallelujah. He was ready to be punished. He was ready to be whipped. He, they whipped him 39 times. 39 times. You know that they said, the scripture said, that by his stripes we are healed. They found out that there are 39 types of diseases. They found 39 types of diseases. Jesus already made and took those punishments so that we be healed even until today. That by his stripes we are healed. Jesus still the great healer. Through his obedience, he accepted everything that he faced. They spat on his face. And I, in our culture, spitting on somebody is very, very rude. A lot of things that happens in the culture. One of the culture is uh, regarding the head. One missionary was killed because he took a comb out of a, the chief's head. So they killed him and they ate him. Culture. But, um, you know, Jesus was prepared to accept all those things. He was ready. He obediently went to the cross. He obediently, ready to be whipped, be mocked. He was ready for people to spit on his face. All kinds of things they, they said to him. But Jesus obediently accepted those things. 
for your sake and for my sake. He took all the punishment upon himself that we might have life. Hallelujah. He was obedient even unto death. Number three, the word, the letter V, L-O-V, stands for the word value. Value. God valued you so much. You and I, God has valued us as so important to him. In Matthew 6, Chapter 6, verse 26, talking about treasure. He treasured us so much. In Luke 12, 24, talking about birds. He said that all your value. He said that um, we are much more valuable than those birds. In other words, Jesus is trying to say, when all the birds here on earth put together, our value is still much more higher than those birds. Sometimes we look down on ourselves. I want to say to, to you this morning, God valued you so much. Your value costs more than anything here on earth. You are so valuable to God. Nothing can take our place. Nothing. You are so costly to God. Your value is much more than silver and gold. All the devil always try to bring condemnation in upon our lives. But we must lift our head high because God the Father valued us so much. You are so precious to God at all times. It cost the blood of the Son of God. It cost the Son of the blood of God to change, to get us out of prison. So that we be able to see the value that we are so valuable to God. God didn't send the angels to die for us. Send his son, Jesus Christ. That's how costly you and I to God. Treasure us so much. We are in his heart. Bible said that we are the apple of his eye. Amen. We are the apple. A lot of the time, we look down on ourselves. We shouldn't. We should not. God did everything for us. He did it all. He did it all. That we might become, have life that God has for us. You and I are so expensive to God that it cost the blood of the Son of God to restore our value as sons and daughters of God. God did it all. Hallelujah. We thank God for each one of us that are here. I'm not here by, I'm here not by accident. God has a plan for each one of us. We met here in his house this morning. 
just to confirm in your spirit whatever that you are going through. You are so much in God's heart. God treasures you so much. Bible said where your heart is there, your treasure will be. God, as I said, very much we are in God's heart. Very much. Sometimes we, as I said, in the things that we go through, in the, in the, in the things, in, in what people are saying about us, we should not be looking at that. We should be looking at the demonstration of how God has showed us how much that he loves us. No matter, no matter what people say, no matter what others will say about us, all it matters is what God had said about us in his word. Because his word are yes and amen. We have more than 30,000 promises in his word. It's all about you and I. On how much that he cares for us. Hallelujah. How much that he cares for us. Bible said he will never leave us nor forsake us. How much he cares. He said he's not going to allow anything. Touch of our lives. We are all in his hand. He said in his word, he's not going to allow anything to plug you out of his hand. Hallelujah. God so much loved you. and God so much cares for you. He understands what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. Sometimes we... We always say, I know, I know that, I know that, I understand that. Yep, yep, I read that in the word. But you know one thing, we have to believe his word. His word is true. His word is yes and amen. God is ready at all times. He is ready. He is faithful and just. Hallelujah. In whatever situation that we go through, God is ready. Always be ready at all times. God valued you so much. The devil will always try to bring condemnation and accuse us of our past. Romans 8 verse 1, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Number four, the letter E. Number four. E. Letter E. His love is eternal. His love is eternal. He loves you when you are good. He loves you when you are bad. He loves you when you are in or he loves you when you are out. In other words, uh, when you continue to follow Jesus or when you think, uh, uh, I have a break somewhere. You're out somewhere. That's not mean that he will stop loving you. He loves you. His love remains the same. His love is unconditional. He loves you always. Loves you when you are in. He loves you when you are out. He loves you when you are effective or not being effective. He loves you at all times. 
He loves you when you are in ups or down. He loves you at all times. Hallelujah. Whether you are a Christian or non-Christian, when um, he still loves you, whether you believe him or you don't believe him, Jesus loves you. He cares. For God so loved the world, he gave one and only son. Hallelujah. You know, for us that have children, got three kids, two daughters and one son. The other two daughters have left us. One is in Germany. The other one is in Canada. I'm left with one son. Been with my son. My son, uh, after the university, he did um, psychology and politics. Graduated. He said, Dad, I said, let's do something to find a work for you. I said, Dad, he said, Dad, I'm not going to find work. I'll stand with you. He worked full time with me in the ministry. Love my son. But you know, God has one son. Because of you and I, he sent his one and only that we might have life. Hallelujah. Loved us so much. God demonstrated his love while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Hallelujah. I'm challenging us. I'm challenging us in that area of love. How much do we love God? If no one loves you, Jesus loves you. If everyone, if everyone hates you, remember, Jesus loves you. The love of God needs to flow from our hearts to others. We can apply the love of God. We can uh, apply it in our lives and let that love flutter into others. God will always his love is always the same because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 39. Romans chapter 8, in verse, verses 35 to 39. Let me to read it. In 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Trouble? Hardship? Persecution? Vermin? Nakedness? Danger? Sword? If you're on the crossroad of, or you are sitting on the fence thinking about, I don't know whether God loves me or not. Remember his word. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. As I have said, that no matter what situation you are going through, his love remains the same because his love is eternal. He loves you. 
forever. Who shall separate us? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword? 37, no. 37, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 38, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, in verse 39, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In whatever things that we are going through, those things will never, will never, ever separate us from the love of God. The difficulties, the struggle, the persecution, whatever that people will try to do to you, let me tell you, it will never, it will never separate you. It will never stop God from loving you. God did it all. He cares and he loves you. Hallelujah. You can put your trust in God. You can rely in that love. That love has so much power that can break through into your life. It breaks through into relationship. It restores relationship. It restores everything that we have lost in God. When we come back into that love, hallelujah, it brings peace and joy in within us. Sustains us. It strengthens us. That's the power of that love. The love of God. Never changes. It's the same. In the day when you met Jesus, and then even until today, as I have said, in the day when I received Jesus Christ in 1966, the joy that is within me, the joy of the Lord, can't stop praising, singing things, singing songs to God at all times. That joy comes from God. It creates something in within your heart, in your life. It will create that passion, compassion. That's the love of God. Create compassion in within your heart. It makes you to love others. That love of God, it's going to make you to love others. You know, in Fiji, as I said, the two races, the Fijians and the Indians, that's what causes the coup. There was a coup d'etat back in Fiji in 1987, another one in 2000. Because of the differences, because of hatred, they cannot stand with one another. At the moment, something is happening in the nation of Fiji. God is coming through. God is coming through in all these things. Fijians, they are said that they are Christians, but they lack these things. They don't really understand the love of God. 
But now, something is happening in the nation of Fiji. God is coming through in all the churches that we need to love God. Loving God with all our heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5, that we must love God with all our heart. How are we going to do that? That love has to come from that heart. Hallelujah. The same thing. When God loves you, it's coming from his heart. He demonstrated, he showed it. Even when we were still living in sin, Christ made, and he was loyal, and he was faithful. He died that we might have life. And as I draw to close this morning, hallelujah, nothing will separate us from the love of God. Allow that love to flood in your heart. There has to be an exchange from those hatred, hurts, and pain within your heart. Allow the love of God to come through. Allow God to come through in your life. Hallelujah. We need to surrender those things. We need to give it up to God. Allow the love of God come into our hearts. Changing the way that we think. Changing the attitudes. As in the scripture says in, in Philippians 2, your attitude and my attitude should be the same of Jesus Christ. If Jesus was able to lower himself, being obedient until death, valued you so much, and seeing love as something eternal, the same with us. As we look at people that we are reaching today, and as we are reaching out in amongst the community back in Fiji, I have a different attitude in my heart. I love the people, the Indians and the Muslims. I love them. Care for them. It wasn't because I'm a Christian. The change took place when I give up everything in within my heart and allow the love of God to come deeply in within my heart. Change the way that I think. Change the way that I do things. That my attitude, because I'm now become a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm ready. I'm ready to be persecuted. Ready to be called fool for Christ. Hallelujah. The same with all of us. In the places where you live, there are people that need that love. There are people that are hungry for love. There are people that are dying to hear that word, I love you. We are we are people that have been called by God, having that message in within our heart to share that love of God. We need to demonstrate it as Jesus demonstrated, as God demonstrated in surrendering His Son, the one and only Son, that the world might have life. Hallelujah. To conclude... God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Each one of us that are here. You know, one day when Jesus comes, 
It's not going to ask you how long that you have been a Christian. What church do you attend? It's not going to ask you that question. It will ask you how many souls that you have brought into the kingdom. You know, when you bring one soul, the Bible said, the whole of heaven rejoices. Hallelujah. I will ask us to stand as we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the opportunity. Hallelujah. Your word has already been shared this morning. I don't know the people here in Colac, here in this church, Christian Family Church. You know every heart that are here. You are in this place right now. And you know the people, those that are going through situation, those that are struggling. Those that have drawn cold. Those that have needs in their hearts. But Lord, your word says that you will meet every needs. That you will touch every hearts. This morning, we uphold every person that are here. Holy Spirit, that you will have your way. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We're going to sing that song. If we can sing that song. Hallelujah. As they sing the song this morning, wherever you are, if you need prayer, the leadership over here, the elders, they're ready to pray for you. Hallelujah. We need that love. I need that love. Hallelujah. We all need God's love. 